0: Hello, it's episode 365 of the Keto Diet Podcast. My name is Leanne. If you're new around these parts, I'm a holistic nutritionist and FBCS, a functional blood chemistry specialist, and do we have a show for you. If you can hear that like airplane noise in the background, you know when your computer just decides it wants to be an airplane and all I'm hearing is So I hope you're not picking up on that. My apologies. So today's episode is a really exciting one. We've done a series of this in the past, and so episode 356 we talked about how to read your blood work yourself. Episode 360 the same thing, uh, just part two of that series. And then I've been getting some requests about like how does all this look in practice? What you do with your clients? Um, So I have a couple of samples. Of really fun consults that I did with clients that I recorded my voice and did like a summary of the patterns of their blood work. And so I wanted to have you be a fly on the wall in this consultation as I go through some of those lead patterns. And so before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to kind of explain what we're doing. I'll also um, explain that in the actual recording, but I want to go a little bit deeper for y'all. If you're new around these parts or you haven't listened to episode 356 or 360, um, I highly recommend you go back on over there and really introduce yourself to the amazingness that is blood chemistry. I really feel like this is an up and coming thing that more and more and more practitioners and more and more people will will seek for as it comes to their functional uh, health. And so, this episode, episode 365 is going to be that introduction of what blood patterns can completely show you. Now, there's really a couple of facets to blood chemistry. First, what are we looking at? Blood. What is the blood telling us? Cells, what what is the importance of cells? Well, cells make up every tissue and organ. So if you're a woman that's like, I want to get a Dutch test, I'm saving up to figure out what's going on with my hormones, okay? All that testing really tests the, the further down order of operations of the body. And understanding what's going on with the cells is imperative. If you have a B6 need, for example, that affects every cell in the body. Same with iron, vitamin C. And so these basic, basic needs uh, can sometimes be overlooked when we're not looking at functional blood chemistry. So, for example, in my case, I started working with a dietitian about, oh, probably a year and a half ago now. You might know the story. Uh, We ran a GI map, found a parasite, started doing parasite work. She kind of, just thought it would be helpful to do. One month really wasn't um, at all. And so through a pattern, a series of events, really God's hand in all of this uh, brought me to understand that I was deficient in vitamin C through a bunch of different patterns, learned that I had heavy metals and mold and all through functional blood chemistry. And that's why things kept coming back because I wasn't doing a proper order of operations. So with blood chemistry and really understanding like I said, that there are a couple of different areas. First is understanding markers. Second is understanding the functional ranges. So in today's recording, you're going to hear me say high, low, high, low, high, low patterns that have been shown to reflect various imbalances. High, low, high, low. And you might look at your own blood work and say, well, everything looks normal, right? Because standard blood work and those ranges are made for the very sick. Uh, doctors are using this, allopathic practitioners are using this for diagnostic purposes. That's not what we're doing here with blood chemistry. We're looking for a red flag markers that have been shown to reflect various imbalances and then working to address those imbalances. Now, those imbalances are functional. They're not diagnostic. So, it's two very different ways of looking at things because we want to fix the function so that it doesn't turn into a complete disc function within the body. And so once we understand the markers, the ranges, then we get into patterns. Okay, so patterns, um, think of it like this. Let's just say, for an example, I don't know the actual marker count. I believe it's around eight. There are eight markers that can feed into a parasitic pattern, okay? So if you have one of those eight markers being high or low, then chances are the parasitic pattern pattern is not um, something you need to worry about. If you have eight of the eight markers that feed into the parasitic pattern, then somebody like me is gonna go, I think we should work on parasites. So does that make sense? So in today's audio, you're going to hear me chatting with my client just about anemia patterns and heavy metal patterns and how to know the difference between an anemia pattern and when that feeds in to a heavy metals pattern. Okay, so if you want to learn more about this, or you're curious, or you just love the idea of looking at your blood work and understanding what it's saying, you can head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash labs. I've put together like a little download that you can grab that goes through all the markers, that you can ask your practitioner for. And if you want to go deeper, once you're on my email list, I put together a really great little email flow to give you more information about blood chemistry, what we're doing, why we're doing it. Super fun. I hope you really enjoy this resource. I am in love with the idea of really focusing on that foundational principle, which is our cells. And having been in the field of nutrition since 2007, I can say that this is completely changed the whole entire area for me as it relates to working with my clients and truly understanding what they need functionally up until this point. And perhaps you can agree like we're kind of just taking supplements because we have a certain symptom or we have a certain thing and we're taking a supplement for that. We can tell with functional blood chemistry what a person actually needs and what the cells are actually saying. So really good stuff. Again, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash labs to check that out. And uh, let's get to today's episode. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel. You're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've created a free guide with tips on how to start keto and maintain your fat-fueled life. Grab it at healthfulpursuit.com/slash free as a little thank you for listening to the show. Hi, Melissa. Good morning. Thanks so much for sending me this blood work. Now, the work we're doing here and just this audio that I'm sending you, this is not diagnostic work whatsoever. We're looking for patterns in your labs um, that have been shown to reflect various imbalances. And then I'll give some suggestions as to what you might want to to look at further with your primary care physician or supplements you may want to take and just give an overall summary of some of the patterns that I'm seeing. And so you understand this work, it's it's functional blood chemistry. So we're looking at the cell's health and what they need to function optimally. So again, not diagnostic work. I see that you have Labs from May, those look to be the most recent ones. So those are the ones I used to kind of get a sense of what could be going on here. Perhaps you've been told that you need iron. Um, if not, um the patterns in the labs have been shown to reflect an iron need with low iron saturation, relatively high TIBC, UIBC, low iron. Now we don't have a ferritin amount and it would be really cool to see where your ferritin is at. However, When we see these red flag markers the way that they are, it's been a pattern uh, shown to reflect an iron need. And if you go further along to your hemoglobin, um, you see that the hemoglobin being um, a red flag marker there um, has also been shown to reflect iron. So... As we look to um, the rest of these patterns, uh, many of the red flag markers that have been shown to reflect anemia or iron need, nutrient need, were wackadoodle. And so that's definitely something you may want to look at. Um, Now, we don't have ferritin amount. The ferritin will tell us whether or not supplementing with actual iron might be a good idea. If, say, your ferritin is below 17, then that red flag marker it's suggested to take actual iron. Now, the iron could come from physical like iron supplement. Iron glycinate, I believe, is one of the better ones. However, you could also try an organ complex, which will have iron in it and be a little bit less intense so it's really up to you but i generally suggest to test iron before we or rather ferritin uh, before we understand kind of which route to go so in the meantime since you do not have a ferritin my suggestion would be to take an organ complex heart and soil makes a good one and paleo valley makes a good one if you use the coupon code keto 20 at paleo valley you can get a discount and perhaps starting there Okay, so then we go down to the red blood cells. We see RBC slightly elevated generally that can be a sign of vitamin c need and so in the back of our minds as we see these patterns that have been shown to reflect iron need and then a pattern that's been shown to reflect vitamin c need we know that vitamin c is needed in order to soak up iron so if your diet is quite low in vitamin c or you're not supplementing with vitamin c or you have a low propensity toward vitamin c generally due to heavy metals i usually see that people that have a A high vitamin C need actually need so much vitamin C. And the reason they need so much vitamin C is because they actually have heavy metals. Now, heavy metal sourced can be um, from amalgams in your mouth, silver fillings. It can be from your water, hormonal birth control, foods, soil. I mean, so many of us are bombarded with these daily. And if our bodies aren't detoxifying properly, which many of us aren't, they can pool in the body. Now, that leads us to the next conversation around your M markers. That's the MCV, MCH, MCHC. Um, now, these are red flag markers when they're declined, which has been shown to reflect a heavy metal pattern. Uh, generally, we see this heavy metal pattern with iron that's a little bit wonky, um, ferritin, which we don't have information about, and elevated globulin, and the, the globulin marker, which we'll speak about in a moment was on the high end so this pattern with the red flag markers have been shown to reflect a heavy metal burden so we just have that in the back of our minds as we move forward in these crazy times we're in, stress and anxiety are at an all-time high. You know, I wonder if everyone in every generation has said that. While there are many great natural supplements to support anxiety and stress, the one that's helped me the most is CBD oil. CBD has tons of other benefits as well, such as sleep support, clearing acne, reducing inflammation, and so much more. By now, everyone's heard of CBD oil. While some people swear by it, other people have not seen the results that they were hoping for and this bums me out big time that's where eaten hemp comes in their unfiltered usda certified organic full spectrum cbd oil is minimally processed and infused in their own hemp seed oil giving you the full entourage effect maximum absorption potency effectiveness which means results whether you place the tincture under your tongue or use the salve on sore muscles that's my personal favorite cbd can and should work for you. And if it's not, you're not using the right product. Not only does Eaton provide one of the cleanest CBD products on the market today, but they pride themselves on transparency. Eaton hemp is farmer owned and strongly believes in whole plant nutrition. That's why they leave the CBD unfiltered. So all the elements of the hemp plant can work in unison. Eaton hemp is so confident in the results that their CBD will give you that they offer a full 30 day money back guarantee. So if you aren't satisfied with their product, they're going to refund you with no questions asked. As a special podcast only offer, you can save 25% on all Eaton Hemp products and still get your full money back guarantee. Head on over to eatonhemp.com slash keto diet. Use the code keto diet at checkout. Again, that's eatonhemp.com slash keto diet and use the code keto diet for 25% off. Okay, another marker that feeds into the anemia pattern that we were speaking about previously uh, with the hemoglobin and the iron is RDW. Now, the RDW um, decreased from 17 to 15 in your labs from last year to this year. Now, again, the labs we're using are from May. So I would highly, highly suggest before doing anything drastic is to get a new set of labs ran and and use those as a basis because May was a really long time ago and Pat, change every like three to six weeks, depending on what you're doing. But the RDW did change from 17 to 15. So perhaps you're trying to supplement with iron, or you were told to do something about nutrients, or maybe your diet shifted. But when the RDW is uh, elevated, it's a red flag marker for anemia. Then we look to the white blood cell panel white blood cell at 7.8, neutrophils 64%, lymphocytes at 26%, uh, isonophils at 3%. This pattern has been shown to reflect a bacterial imbalance. And so I don't know what's going on with your gut generally when we see these markers. And with a potential, now potential, bacteria overgrowth, we start to think, what's going on with the gut? Could this just be inflammation? Um, isonophils can be uh, sent to sites of inflammation. Now, if we look at your CRP, perhaps you've chatted with people about this, your CRP is elevated. And so it could be that the neutrophils are being increased due to inflammation and it's less of a bacterial imbalance and more of just a systemic inflammation issue. We do see your homocysteine also, which is an inflammatory marker being slightly elevated. And so my suggestion there, just with overall inflammation with the CRP, anti-inflammatories can be quite helpful there, just in not forever. But until until you find the source of inflammation, now let's just say based on the patterns that I just shared with you, specifically heavy metal pattern, vitamin C need, iron need, let's say that there were heavy metals, that could cause a lot of inflammation. And so my suggestion to you would be to dig a little bit deeper into the heavy metals piece. And if you have amalgams, specifically those fillings in your teeth, chatting with your doctor about that. Now, some medical professionals will say that the, the mercury does not leach. Um, however, there are studies that show that the mercury can off-gas. However, I don't know if you have amalgam, so we won't spend too much time on that. Now, here's an interesting one with the H- HbA1c. Now, generally, HbA1c can be a great, well, not great, but a good enough marker for glucose management. However, when we have nutrient deficiency anemia, specifically with iron, low nutrients can cause hemoglobin to live longer, increasing your A1c. So if somebody has a, an iron need, HbA1c can't really be used because your hemoglobin is living a lot longer and therefore the HbA1c, the hemoglobin A1c is going to cause issues. And so that 5.7 can't really be used because we assume that there is something going on With that iron need. Now we move to uh, creatinine. This is a red flag marker that it's been shown to reflect a loss of muscle, too much cardio, liver issue, not enough calories. Now, this could feed into multiple patterns, but we don't have a lot of indications for you on this not a lot of liver markers were ran. The liver markers that we can use are high potassium and high non HDL. So my idea here would be that the creatinine could be feeding into a liver support needing pattern, but we just don't have enough liver markers to really say for sure what could be going on and where support is needed. So my suggestion here would be to run further testing specifically for the liver, uh, things like AST, ALT. Um, we do have a bilirubin, so we can get a sense of perhaps what's going on with the gallbladder. We'll go over that in a moment. But as for that creatinine, when we do see it low, another reason for creatinine being low is heavy metals. And so we see that pattern uh, quite consistently uh, throughout. Okay, so then we go down to the carbon dioxide chloride pattern here. So we have chloride pulling high, carbon dioxide pulling low. These are red flag markers that have been shown to reflect our pH. And when we see this pattern, we think more acidity. Now, if you tell me that you're eating greens all the time, you're taking an enzyme all as well in the world with your diet, then I'm more thinking, okay, well, what in the environment is causing oxidation to cause the carbon dioxide to be so low? We do see an oxidation pattern uh, in the bilirubin also and with the um, inflammation markers the crp the homocysteine we start to think okay well what's causing oxidation well we do know that some of these red flag markers have been shown to reflect heavy metals so then we're thinking okay is the heavy metal burden so high that it's causing oxidation throughout the body so we just kind of have that in the back of our mind as we move forward but A suggestion here, if you are not currently eating greens, green powders, it could be beneficial to have that pH kind of balance out to incorporate more greens in your diet like kale and spinach and broccoli and those sorts of things. I don't know if you're eating more of a low carb diet. Sometimes we can see this naturally be lower on a low carb diet, the carbon dioxide. So just something to keep in mind. Okay, then let's chat about this globulin. So globulin being elevated as a red flag marker for inflammation, infection, uh, dehydration. We don't see the rest of the dehydration pattern for you, so we can kind of cross that off the list. Oxidative stress, which we just chatted about, and heavy metals, uh, the globulin marker Uh, is a red flag marker when it is elevated for heavy metals liver support being required now again we talked about the fact that we didn't have a ton of um, information from you or rather from the blood work that you had done in regards to the liver so that's kind of like a, a black hole i should say and then another piece to globulin if you experience anxiety or depression or you're on hormonal birth control it can actually increase the globulin quite significantly um, but if you're experiencing depression, sleep issues, it could because it could be because all tryptophan is being used to make this globulin instead of making the happy tryptophan and serotonin that you need. So supplementing with something like 5-HTP while getting to the root cause of why the globulin is elevated could be helpful. But 5-HTP is only to be used uh, if you are not on antidepressants. If you're currently on antidepressants, SSRIs, please do not take 5-HTP. If you are doing birth control, uh, hormonal birth control, any form of estrogen of any kind, any form of birth control, whether it be an IUD Anything that has hormones in it, it could increase the sex hormone binding globulin if it isn't bioidentical hormones. So just something to keep in mind there. A while back, we received a question on the podcast about keto bars and how easy it is to eat two, three, or four bars in one sitting. Now, I've thought a lot about this, like for quite a while, and I too struggled with it to the point where I couldn't have keto bars in the house because I would eat far too many in place of preparing like a proper balanced keto meal. There are some days where a take along with you bar is convenient and at times absolutely necessary. So I started looking for an alternative, something more balanced and a bar that would deliver nutrients, not just a balance of macros, where my body would be satiated by one and not in search of more and more and more like I think one time I had six keto bars in one sitting and I didn't feel so good after and then I found that very bar so here are the ingredients in the new bar that I'm now eating only one of at at each sitting organic cashew butter organic tapioca fiber syrup 100% grass-fed bone broth protein organic dried apples organic dates organic pumpkin seeds organic superfood blend which includes organic kale, organic broccoli, organic spinach, organic acerola, organic wild blueberry, organic spirulina, organic ginger, organic turmeric, organic sunflower lecithin, organic cinnamon, organic flavors, Himalayan pink sea salt, organic rosemary extract, and monk fruit extract. Now this is made with certified organic, if you didn't catch that, Organic, <laughs> antioxidant rich superfoods, cold pressed, gluten free, grain free, soy free, non GMO, contains healthy proteins, fats, and vital nutrients, no added sugars, artificial sweeteners, or sugar alcohols. It's very low in natural sugars at four grams or less, depending on the flavor, and it's whole food based. Now, this bar is from Paleo Valley. They call it the superfood bar, and I'm happy to report I eat one and I'm satiated and I move on. No more bar binges. Now this is huge, 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 huge for me. Head on over to paleovalley.com. Load up your cart with superfood bars and whatever else you find that tickles your fancy. Enter the code keto at checkout and receive 15% off your first order. Again, that's paleovalley.com and use the code keto for 15% off your first order okay then we go to bilirubin this is a red flag marker that's been shown to reflect low bile production oxidation zinc need now i think we can cross out the zinc need just because your other markers don't reflect this so my my thought here would be that it kind of feeds into that oxidation infection inflammation you could benefit from supporting oxidation again with greens in your diet perhaps adding in red palm oil to help with adding antioxidants antioxidants, vitamin C. Also, we can see this marker below with vitamin C need only because your body requires uh, more antioxidants and vitamin C is such a powerful one. Vitamin E is also a really good antioxidant when we see this. Okay, so we have a little bit of information for your cholesterol. Uh, markers here, HDL being slightly decreased. Again, uh, this is a red flag marker that's been shown to reflect oxidative stress. I know I kind of sound like a broken record, but it's super fun when all these patterns kind of feed into one another. And it's very clear that There's some sort of inflammation, iron needed, liver support needed. So we start to kind of pull together this beautiful pattern. HDL being slightly increased. um, This is a red flag marker that's been shown to reflect a need for, well, first gut permeability. And then also sometimes LDL can be used as an antimicrobial agent throughout the body when the body's dealing with infection. And so a suggestion here would be, uh, again, to test some of the liver markers more to kind of cross out some things and understand what's going on with the ALT. We don't have a triglyceride for you and just kind of fill in those gaps uh, as to what could be um, needed. And with the antimicrobials of the LDL, even understanding like what's going on with that bacterial imbalance with the white blood cells and perhaps if it's needed going on antimicrobials to help so that the LDL doesn't need to be used. Now we have um, the LDLP or the ApoB that was tested. Uh, Generally, this is a red flag marker that's been shown to reflect a body that's stressed. Um, It could also reflect insulin resistance, toxic load, infection. ApoB or LDLP binds to infection inflammation is another, it's a good indication of inflammation. So it kind of feeds into that CRP. Now, if it's not insulin resistance, we don't believe that you have an insulin resistance pattern only because that HbA1c is elevated likely due to your hemoglobin living out longer. And so then we look to what's going on with the GI, what's going on with your gut. If you're having gut symptoms and you have that high globulin, so it's kind of masking some of the gut symptoms, in your labs, that could be a good indication. And then again, high APOB is a red flag marker that's been shown to reflect heavy metals. And so that just feeds into that pattern and one more marker that um, feeds into that. Okay, so uh, then we go to TSH fine Free T3 just slightly decreased. Um, This could be the globulin issue where we talked about the globulin being elevated. When we have high globulins, it can sometimes pull the free T3 down. And so until we get to the root of the globulin issue, which at this time, seeing these red flag markers looks like a heavy metals burden that's needing to be um, addressed. And we already spoke about the HSCRP and the homocysteine. And so my suggestion to you would be to, I'll include a link to my full script if you want to like check it out. But my suggestion to you would be to support your homocysteine probably with something like homocysteine supreme. If you're not on any Antidepressants or SSRIs, um, perhaps looking into 5 HTP, getting into um, some liver support while you ask your primary care physician to run more labs. If that's not an option, I'm happy to set that up for you. If you want more labs run to fill in some of these gaps and understanding things, my suggestion would be to run full panel and that full panel depends how much you want ran but that full panel ranges between 200 and 350 dollars just have all the markers and understanding what's going on another suggestion would be if you just want to like fill in the gaps with a basic one and your doctor is not open to that there's another panel that can be ran for like $80 so other suggestions would be to dig into what's going on with the gut and understanding is this a bacterial imbalance that needs needs to be addressed in the gut testing your ferritin to understand what's going on with that iron and perhaps a an organ complex to help with the iron uh, patterns rather that we're seeing ph balancing with greens especially like bumping up those greens and getting that support there and perhaps an anti-inflammatory agent uh, just to help with inflammation if you're dealing with joint pain and things like that. Something like serapeptase is nice only because it's also a biofilm buster. So if you do have bacteria and sub and such, um, yeah, causing issues with your gut, especially um, serrapeptase is used to break down that biofilm so that your body can work to address it and also helps with inflammation. So that would be my suggestions. I'll send along my full script and you just let me know kind of where you'd like to take things. I, if you're looking for support, I don't generally do this with these one-on-one like quick things, but if, if you're like, ah, oh, I need help, I'd be happy to start working with you more fully and do like a full, full assessment and protocol for you. Let me know what you think about those heavy metals. I definitely saw that pattern and I'm interested to see what you think. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash labs to get your free download for more information about functional blood chemistry. And once you get added to my email list, I'm gonna send you just a couple of emails, no spam, I promise, uh, just on functional blood chemistry overall and more details about those markers. So I look forward to connecting with you there and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye.